Amen. Can everybody see and hear me? Okay, thank you. Praise God. All right, so here we go. Part two. Thank you, Apostle, for praying. Um, so um, I just uh, just ask that Holy Spirit flow through me. I'd say that before every time I minister because I just acknowledge Holy Spirit and um, I just love them and I just thank you for flowing through me, Holy Spirit. I yield to whatever it is you want to do on today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, praise God. So today we are talking about part two of prophetic navigation, prophetic navigation. Um, Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and get started. So um, we already welcomed you, but if you're just joining um, on behalf of Apostle Teresa Harvey-Johnson, and the leadership team and everyone here, we want to welcome you to the Scribal Conservatory Arts and Worship Center um, today's uh, service. And we already uh, did prayer, uh, had prayer. Um, the giving information is um, in the chat. So praise God. And announcements have already been given. So thank you, Prophet Andrea and Apostle. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So last week, uh, very briefly, we talked about these particular prophetic navigational points, and we're going to continue navigational points on today. Uh, so praise God. So we talked about the, uh, we, we're going to do that again today, the definition of navigation. So again, we're on the same page. Um, <clears throat> we had our foundational scripture last week. We talked about uh, the prophetic navigates, okay? We talked about having self safe travels. We talked about your destination briefly. We talked about uh, checking your baggage. We talked about the security check. We talked about going to your assigned gate. We talked about the set time and we talked about carry on, praise God. And that was a really good introduction to prophetic navigation. So now we are about to dig into this um, you all, and um, it may look like a lot, but it's, it's not long. So I just want to say that. So don't be uh, alarmed about that. But when I say Holy Spirit was pouring, he was pouring, praise God. So today we're going to uh, continue and we're going to be talking about uh, carry on bags. We're going to be talking about business class, greet the pilot, fire safety, emergency exits, air traffic controller, taxiing down the runway, clear for takeoff. We're going to be talking about uh, remain seated. We're going to be talking about turbulence. Hallelujah. We're going to be talking about cabin pressure. Restroom is occupied. My God, we're going to be talking about controlling your own light and air, landing, baggage claim. And finally, we're going to be talking about reaching your destination. Amen. Praise God. So like last week, we want to start out with the um, definition. So everybody's on the same, uh, you know, mindset and hearts and mind are, um, in, in agreement. So navigation is the science of directing a craft by determining its position. Okay. Um, it's course and distance travel. Navigation is concerned with finding the way to the desired destination, avoiding collision, conserving fuel 
and meeting schedules, okay? So again, I absolutely love this definition because it determines its position and the course and the distance. And this is everything that we're talking about when we're talking about prophetic navigation. Amen, let's keep on going. All right, let's talk about carry-on bags. The first thing that you know and need to know about carry-on bags is carry-on bags only deal with your essentials, right? Okay, so carry-on bags are gonna have your medication in there. And what is medication in the spirit? In Proverbs 17, 22, a happy heart, a joyful heart is good medicine and a joyful mind causes healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. So the first thing you wanna know when you have your carry-on bags, what is it that you are carrying with you as you're going to your destination, amen? Um, your prophetic navigation has to have some joy involved or you're not gonna wanna do it, amen? So just know that that um, that joy, um, that, 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 that joy that bubbles up on the inside of you is essential to the call, is essential uh, for for looking forward to walking in obedience. It's essential for, um, for you to get through some of those challenging times. So it is essential to have joy and to have the medicine of joy and laughter uh, packed in your carry-on. Also, uh, carry-ons are things that bring you joy, laughter, and promotes healing. Um, just know that when you have the, that essential joy on the inside of you, it promotes healing, okay? Hallelujah. Also, when you are carrying on, you see sometimes people have that pillow that's around their neck. What is that? That pillow is for you to get comfortable with the process. Hallelujah. So again, prophetic navigation, you have to have your essentials. And what else is essential? The, the, the number, I would say the number one, essential piece, as Prophet Andrea would say, would be prayer. Prayer is essential in your carry-on because without prayer, you're not going to be settled into that direction by which the Lord is uh, get, getting you to from point A to point B. Hallelujah. Let's keep on going. Let's talk about business class. Hallelujah. Business class. So there's a, a, a higher price there's a higher price to pay in order to go first, uh, okay? There is a higher price to pay in order to go first. See, you must pass by business class in order to get to your seat. You can watch their lives um, of, of those who go before you, okay? And also, the great thing about business class is although business class goes first, uh, business class people and those who are passing by them are still going to the same destination, but in a dif different seat position. Hallelujah. So let's read 1 Cor uh, Corinthians, uh, Corinthians 12, 27 through 31. It says, now you, as in collectively, our crisis body, and individually, you are members of it, each with his own special purpose and function, okay? Again, um, members, in other words, you, you, you have different seat positions, okay? All right, 28, so God has appointed and placed in the church for his own use, first, apostles. See, apostles are like the business class in the spirit. 
And the Bible says that apostles are first. Come on. And as you pass by, first class, uh, business class, you are able to watch the lives of the apostles that are assigned to walk with you in your journey called salvation. Hallelujah. So God has appointed and placed in the church for his own use, first apostles chosen by God, second prophets, Uh, Those who foretell the future, those who speak a new message from God to the people, third teachers, then those who work miracles, then those with the gifts of healing, the helpers, the administrators uh, and speakers in various uh, kinds of unknown tongues are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles. Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire and strive for the greater gifts if acquiring them is going to be your goal. Hallelujah. And yet I will show you a still more excellent way. One of the the choicest graces and the highest of them all, unselfish love. Hallelujah. So just know when you uh, have a business class seat, the first thing they do is they announce who gets to go first. And they first say business class. And then they say mothers with children. And then they say those with medical, et cetera. So just know that apostles are first. And the reason they're first is because they set the precedent, hallelujah. And they their lives are laid out. So when we pass by them, hallelujah, we can see the image of Christ. Come on, hallelujah. Let's keep on going. Also, just remember, remember you all that it's the same destination, just a different seat position, okay? Because the plane is going the exact same place, no matter where you're sitting. So just know that although apostles are first, that should be an encouragement. That should be an inspiration. That should let you know that the Lord has sent someone to pave the way for you. Hallelujah. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. Let's talk about greeting the pilot, okay? Do you notice how you have all confidence in a man or woman that you don't know and have never seen before? Hallelujah. You haven't seen a license. You haven't uh, read anything about their flight experience or who the co-pilot is. And yet you have faith that you will get to your destination. See, that's called faith, right? And in order to submit to the unknown, you have to trust the prophetic navigation of your life. Hallelujah. So when you receive prophetic navigation, it's just like when you greet the pilot. It's like, okay, I don't know you. I don't know. However, I'm just going to have faith because for we know that we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. 
So when they close that cockpit, you can't see the pilot, but you're trusting that his hands are where they need to be, that he's turning the valve that he needs to turn, that he's messing with the things that to make sure that you get from point A to point B. So this is greeting the pilot. Hallelujah. This is walking by faith. When you receive prophetic navigation by way of a, a prophet, uh, by way of a, a Holy spirit speaking to you, you have to make sure that your faith is activated in order for you to believe that what has been released will come to pass. Hallelujah. Let's keep going. We're moving. We're moving. Hallelujah. Let's talk about fire safety. Hallelujah. Fire safety. You see that sign that says no smoking in lavatories. And now it says no smoking and no vaping in laboratories. That's what it's lavatories when you get uh, when you get on the, the plane. That's the first sign you see. See, you can have the fire of the Lord resting upon you, right? But there is always a time and a place to release it, right? Even fire has to operate in decency and in order because fire has to be contained. Come on, y'all. Or it will burn up everything in its path. We're talking about prophetic navigation and fire safety on this morning. See, prophetic navigators need to know when to release and when to hold back, okay? So in your place of maturity in Christ, hallelujah, as you're learning to hear, as you're learning how to uh, walk in your gifting, as you're learning to receive from someone sent that is uh, releasing prophetic navigation, you have to know when to hold and you have to know when to release. Hallelujah, let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. Let's talk about the emergency exits. Hallelujah, the emergency exits. Only those who have the heart posture of a servant can occupy the emergency exit aisles. Y'all hear me by the spirit. So what does that person get assigned to do? Hallelujah. What does that person get assigned to do? That person or those people get everyone else to safety before themselves. Hallelujah. That's the heart posture of a servant. Also, you have to be able body, they say. So if you have an ailment, if, if, um, if you have a disability, you cannot be assigned to the emergency exit aisles. What does that mean in the spirit? As far as prophetic navigation, that means you must be whole. The Lord is looking for a whole people to, to, to reach people, to minister the gospel of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. You need to be whole. Also, they say you must be what? 18 years or older. Why do they say that? Because the person that sits on the emergency exit aisles must be in a place of maturity before they're assigned that responsibility. Come on. In the event that the Lord must redirect you quickly. Come on. You don't need a child 
or an immature person playing around. You don't need someone dealing with a wounded spirit, trying to navigate your life. You need someone qualified because your shift can alter your entire destiny. When he says move, you gotta move because there may be some danger ahead. You can see to the corner, but prophetic navigation has already seen around the corner. You cannot be uh, sat on the emergency exit aisle unless you're whole, unless you're mature. Hallelujah. 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 Unless you have the servant's heart. Because the first thing they say, the first thing they say is you have to be willing to save others before yourselves. Come on. Come on. Let's keep on going. Let's keep going. Hallelujah. Let's talk about taxiing down the runway. Wait your turn. Jesus. Wait your turn. There is an assigned order. And sometimes when we are waiting on God in the spirit, we are taxiing on the tarmac. The tarmac. It's not your turn yet. And when you become anxious, you can cause accidents, chaos, and collisions. Hallelujah. So Philippians 4, 6, and 7 in the Amplified, it says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving continue to make your specific request known to God and the peace of God that peace which reassures the heart that peace which transcends all understanding that peace peace which stands guard over your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. So when you are taxiing down the tarmac, you need to wait your turn. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. Let's talk about air traffic control. Air traffic control, hallelujah. Air traffic controllers direct aircraft in an orderly manner within the global air traffic control system. They are highly trained professionals with very specialized skills. Hallelujah. And I got that from uh, careerexplore.com. So air traffic controllers are never on the ground. Have you noticed that Anytime you go to an airport, you can see a tower if you look, and that by which is where the air traffic controllers are stationed. And as you can see in the picture, he has his binoculars because binoculars amplify and cause you to see a greater distance than you would have with your natural eye. I hope y'all hear me. So the air traffic controllers are up in a high place to navigate things that come up in a high place. So in other words, your prophetic navigation, you shouldn't be dealing with people that are 
on the ground. And what do I mean by that? Make sure that you allow people who speak into your life, make sure they're in a mature place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just can't allow anybody. That's why it says highly trained professionals with specialized skills, okay? If I'm called to the arts, and I am, I'm not going to listen to a scientist tell me about how to make films. Come on. That's not their specialty. That's not their area of grace. They're going to miss some things. They're not going to see. They're not going to know how to tell me to analyze this script. They're not going to know how to tell me that you need a script supervisor for that particular film, or you're going to be messing up the continuity. They're going to miss the minute things that you need when you are uh, waiting on prophetic navigation in the area by which you're called into. That's why it's specialized and highly trained individuals that the Lord will send you in the area of the destination you're going to. Come on, let's keep on going. Let's talk about cleared for takeoff, okay? Air traffic control authorizes takeoff based on weather conditions, based on if there are any obstructions, based on any unidentified aircrafts that are in the space they shouldn't be in, and flight courses of other planes. Hallelujah. So just know that even though you are on your destination, even though you're um, in a wait period, just know that there is going to be someone in authority that releases you for takeoff. Hallelujah. There should be someone with a greater grace than you in your life uh, that lets you know it's time to take off. Because what? Because when a mentor, when the apostle, when the man or woman of God assigned to your life is, is praying on your behalf and the Lord is giving them things for you, they're going to be able to see the weather conditions of your heart. They're going to be able to see obstructions, anything or anyone in your life that may hinder the move of God in your life. They're going to be able to see the unidentified crafts in your life. Do you have any idols in your life? Do you have any pet sins you haven't dealt with? Do you have anything that's going to uh, mess up what God is trying to do and also the flight courses of other planes all right this is your area okay i know sister and brother so-and-so deal with this but i don't believe god is calling you over there that's their flight plan let me redirect you and give you some prophetic navigation of what you should be doing in the kingdom of god that way there won't be any collisions or there won't be on stepping on toes there won't be any confusion so when the people go over here with brother and sister so so they know that that's their specialty. They're not looking at you and you don't know what you're talking about and you looking confused and people are starting to argue and some contention doesn't came in. No, you navigate and shift on over here. That is what happens when the air traffic controller authorizes you to take off. Come on, let's keep on going. Let's keep on going. Uh, what, what about remaining seated? Huh? Let's, well, let's talk about remaining seated. Stay seated until the plane reaches a safe altitude. Woo! 
the most dangerous time to move about the cabin is during takeoff. So salvation is instant, right? Salvation is free. Salvation is instant. All you need to do is believe and then you're saved. But conversion, that's another thing. Conversion is a process. And if you're newly saved, stay seated until you reach the altitude that is safe for you to walk out your assignment. Y'all hearing me? Come on, come on. There is a place where you must that, that time of salvation and that time of getting to a place of maturity where you need to stay seated, okay? Because it's dangerous for babes in Christ to try and lead a congregation. I remember a certain R&B singer from Chicago who was invited into a pulpit and how grieved I was as a young woman of God, as, 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 as a I was in my 20s and I was so grieved and everybody was so happy and everybody was so, oh, he saved now. And I said, mm, isn't he not done yet? Put him back in the oven. There's a little more cooking that needs to be done. What are y'all doing? I just, I felt grieved. And there was 20 people against me and I felt grieved, y'all. He hadn't reached that proper altitude yet. Uh, he didn't reach the proper altitude conducive for movement and leadership in the kingdom. Huh? And I just want you to know that the, the prophet on the inside of me was greed. And today, this man is locked up. He did not remain seated so that God can do a complete work on the inside of him. Hallelujah, let's keep on moving, let's keep on moving. Let's talk about turbulence. Let's talk about turbulence, okay? Turbulence is a sudden and sometimes violent shift in airflow. Mm. Those irregular motions in the atmosphere create air currents that can cause passengers on an airplane to experience annoying bumps during a flight. But it can be severe enough to throw a plane out of control. Come on. See, sometimes, sometimes prophetic navigation will cause turbulence in your life. So I would just say, hold on. And don't allow the violent shifts to move you out of your process, huh? I hear Apostle talking about it all the time. When, when she gives a prophetic word and she is conducting prophetic navigation in someone's life and it's something that they haven't dealt with or they're dealing with religious uh, uh, religion and they've been, they, they've been molded and shaped in religion and not in relationship. What happens when apostle begins to talk and she's giving that prophetic navigation? It, it bothers them. People say it. I was bothered. Something I don't, I don't know what it was. That was that turbulence of the prophetic navigational word that was released over your life because it had to be a sudden violent shift in order for you to get in position to where the Lord will have you to go. Come on, somebody say turbulence. Hey, come on. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Whew. Let's talk about cabin pressure. Cabin pressure. Airplanes need pressurized cabins. 
cabins because it ensures passengers as well as crew members receive an adequate amount of oxygen in the air they breathe. Oh my God. Without cabin pressure, passengers would be gasping for air. Sometimes during the journey, you may feel uncomfortable due to pressure. Your ears may begin to pop. Your hearing may not be as clear, but this is a time when you are learning balance and trust and complete reliance on Christ. You are being fine-tuned and you're being aligned with Holy Spirit. You're being refined and the pressure makes diamonds in order for your ears to regulate back to clearly hearing you need to chew on some gum, which is the word of God. Oh my God. Don't they tell you if your ears are popping on the airplane, chew some gum. That's the word of God. You need to chew on the word of God when you're feeling the pressure. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's keep on going. Hallelujah. Woo. Let's talk about restroom. Restroom is occupied. Restroom is occupied. Listen, what happens when you can't get any relief from the pressure? You got to hold it. You got to stay in place Mm -hmm. because he's building character in you, okay? Galatians 5, 22 through 25 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control against such there is no law. And they that are of Jesus or Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with the passions and lust thereof. If, come on, we live by the spirit by the spirit, let us also walk. Let us not become vainglorious, provoking one another, envying one another. So when the restroom is occupied, you need and you can't get any relief, you need to hold it and stay in place because he's building that patience in you. Uh-huh. He's building that long suffering inside of you. He's building that self-control is being developed on the inside of you. He's building temperance because when there's an emergency brewing on the inside, how do you treat people when you can't quite get in? How can you treat people when you cannot get your way? Uh Uh-huh. See, joy is being built up on the inside of you and peace is becoming your portion. Have you made a resolve? Well, Lord, eventually they're going to have to come out of there. So I'm just going to have peace. I'm not going to go off on the lay. I'm not going to, hey, I'm just going to sit here and I'm just going to believe God. Hallelujah. Gentleness is being built on the inside of you. Okay, don't talk to me right now, honey, because you know that the restroom is occupied. I need to concentrate but i love you sweetie are you using gentleness Uh uh-huh love is being built up on the inside of you see sometimes it's uncomfortable but it's worth it there's nowhere else to go so sit and wait as the process is being worked out on the inside of you oh let's keep on going hallelujah 
Let's talking about, let's talk about, we're almost done. Let's talk about controlling your own light and air, okay? Controlling your own light and air. You are in control of your own light and airflow, hallelujah. You can't blame someone else outside of you for your lack of relationship with the father. Mm. You control if you want to live holy or not, okay? That's your light. You control your atmosphere. That's your air. Do you choose to live in an atmosphere or praise and the presence of God, or do you choose to live in darkness, void of the breath and wind of God? See, you are controlling your own light and your own air. Come on, let's let's talk about it. Philippians 2, 12 through 16, it says, so then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Okay, you're by yourself. Continue to work out your own. Come on, your your work out your salvation that is cultivated. Bring it to full effect. Actively pursue spiritual maturity. With all inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. You control your own air and light. Come on. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you both to will and to work that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. Then it goes on to say in verse 14, do everything without murmuring or questioning the providence of God so that you may prove yourself to be blameless and goats, innocent and uncontaminated, children of God without blemish in the midst of a morally crooked and spiritually perverted generation, among whom you are seen as bright lights, Beacons shining out clearly in a world of darkness, holding out and offering to everyone the word of life, the word of life, the breath of God. You control your own light and your own air so that in the day of Christ, I will have reason to rejoice greatly because I do not run my race in vain nor labor without result. Come on, you control your own air and your own light. Let's keep going, hallelujah. Let's talk about landing. Mm. There's a moment in time 
when everything unlike God is worked out of you and you transform from servant to son, from servant to a friend. And humility is birthed deep down on the inside when your desire to please him and him alone. You no longer struggle with those things that can separate you from God because it's beneath you. Sonship is a place of royalty. Mm -hmm. You've come into your place and position of sonship, okay? You've come into agreement with your inheritance, okay? You've landed in a place called peace. You've landed in a place called restoration. You've landed in a place called wholeness. You've landed in a place called maturity. You've landed in a place where you have walked out the agreed time and an assignment of the prophetic navigation that has gone forth in your life. You landed in a place called well done. Ha, hallelujah. Let's keep on going. Hallelujah. Now we get to baggage claim. Hallelujah. Now you can pick up your baggage at baggage claim. And some of you, when you got to baggage claim, you had locks on your baggage. And you notice that the locks and chains have been broken. The locks and chains have been broken off the baggage when you pick it up from baggage claim. See, anything that was not supposed to travel on your flight was discarded, okay? Anything not like God was purged. So now what's left is legal. Now what's left is approved. You can now use your baggage as a testimony because anything that was not supposed to be in your baggage when you first dropped it off is no longer in the bag when you pick it up. Come on, what's left? can be used in that place called final destination. Woo! You see this lock? You see this picture? You see, sometimes your baggage comes back a little disheveled. Sometimes your baggage comes back and it's open just a little bit. And you're like, oh man, what did they take out of this bag? But at the same time, you better be glad you didn't get locked up for whatever it is you had in there that shouldn't have been in there. So the Lord assigns somebody, to, let me go ahead, just pick this off so they can continue on their way. Come on, go about your day, go about your way. Let me take this out. This shouldn't have been in there. This, this can't travel. This can't come with us. Come on, let me take all that out. And what's left? What's left are the clothes that can cover you. So, so see, sin has you naked, but a testimony is like a covering. A testimony is when God can use it. Hallelujah. You're no longer naked, but you're covered because the Bible says in 1 John 4, 8, that God is love. And what love covers a multitude of sin? Come on, let's keep on going. Woo! Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In closing, in closing, you are now reaching, reaching your destination. Hallelujah. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back 
to this place. For I know, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Ah, hallelujah. Your prophetic navigation has led you to a place of wholeness and a place of sonship in God. So now when you pray, he hears. Because we know the Bible says, for God heareth not a sinner's prayer. But if any man be a worshiper and doeth his will, him God heareth, okay? So when you have accepted that prophetic navigation in your life, that's doing his will, hallelujah. You've lined up to the prophetic navigation in your life. And now when, you, when he hears your voice, He's listening to you, it says. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back from captivity. You know, when you when you get, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but when you get out of the airport, who are you looking for? You're looking for your ride. <laughs> come on, come on. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you. Let me get your bags. I'll gather you huh, from all the nations and places where I have banished you. Come on, come on in, declares the Lord. I will bring you back to a place from which I carried you into exile. Hallelujah. And we know that this is uh, Jeremiah, but you can get, the essence of the word, the essence of the prophetic navigational word that the Lord is saying unto you. Hallelujah. That's Jeremiah 29, 10. But, but the purpose of this scripture is to let you all know that he knows the plan. He knows the plan that he has for you. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future for an expected end. You are expecting to get to your destination. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need to see if I'm able to, uh, am I able to uh, play this? Um, if we stop the recording, because this is part of, this is the end of it. Hallelujah.